Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hello, welcome back to Louise Cooney's Open Book. This is actually our second last episode of the whole year, which is crazy. Every other week we have guests on, so we have a surprise guest for you next week. Last week we had the amazing Geraldine Lavelle on. The week before we had Hazel Wallace, the food medic. We've had some amazing guests this year and next week is our last guest episode of the season and the last episode of the season. So we want to finish it off on a high note. Today is our... Listener episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sarah here today, our producer, and we're going to sit down and just chat what's in our good books, what's in our bad books. We're going to do the book club check-in. We are going to tell you what's coming up next week and just kind of literally sit down and check in with ourselves. With that being said, let's get started. Oh, Louise, it's so nice to see you again. I know, we're back. We're We're back. back. We missed last week, but it was worth it. That was such a good episode. It was so worth it. I thought Geraldine was a fantastic guest. I know. What a gorgeous story she has as well. So uplifting. Isn't it? And like inspiring and perspective. I could probably do with listening to it again today. I know. (laughs) It's one of those days. Do you know what? It's just like the... The week before the week before of Christmas where you're just like, right, is it Christmas yet? No. Yeah. Can I switch off yet? No. Yeah. Do I want to? Yes. Um, yeah. But anyway. Christmas is like six weeks long now. Mm. Although this year it hasn't been too bad. Yeah. Do you know what I feel like has really helped? What? You know I'm really into my Celtic spirituality. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I really enjoyed uh, November was a fantastic month of just like sounding just really bending into sound. What does that mean? So for, well, for me, I suppose it meant like being quiet and yeah, being a little bit more like restful or if I was socialising, keeping it kind of small. But then I also had decorations all over the house. I had like a gourd here and a piece of corn there and uh, (laughs) like, yeah, uh, an autumn wreath on the door. So that was really nice. So it felt like it was festive, but it wasn't um, commercial, which okay, is really yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's nice. It is nice. I leaned into no, into Christmas in November. We put up <laughs> our tree very early and it's a real tree. So it was only after I put it up. Oh, I, I like, saw that. That's probably going to die, but I've been watering it. So hopefully not. <laughs> that's gorgeous. There's nothing better than a real tree. I know. I do oh, love it. So nice. The smell. It's beautiful. And like my mom, this is the first year she's gone for a fake tree. She's like, I can't handle the mess. Your father's too old to be dragging a new tree around mm. the house, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they, they sell really nice fake trees. They now. do. They do. Yeah, yeah. We have all fake trees at home. Because mm. I remember when we were younger. How many trees do you have? Um, oh, only like, we have a tree. Only three? I well, love it. Well, we're very into Christmas in my house. It's like... Christmas at the Goonies. We do only fake trees since we're younger because when we were moved into our house like 20 years ago, I don't know, mm. my dad brought the tree over after Christmas and put it into the builder's bonfire and it literally went like, like blew up, you know. Ugh. I guess because it's wood, you know, so it really freaked me out. So after, since then we just do fake trees. Really? But I do like, like fake trees are gorgeous as well. They're, they're more symmetrical. Well, it's what you're used to, isn't it? It's mm. just that we've never had a fake tree in at home and there were the Celtic Tiger years when we had yeah we had two big trees in different rooms in the house and one was the grown up tree with like you know Mm. the gold lights and the beautiful crystal decorations in the place where my parents would you know host their dinner parties Um, and then the the other one was like this scaldy tree with all these like coloured lights barely any of them working all our childhood (laughs) decorations like none of us artistically talented in any way all over the place 
But now we have one tree and it's fake. And oh, I yeah. for and I for one am not happy about it. I know, but mm. your luck. It's, do you know what? It's actually, it makes more sense, I suppose, as well. Like trees are expensive. But Christmas doesn't make any sense. Like this is an illogical time of year. We're spending through the roof. We're turning to strangers on a bus and saying happy Christmas. It's it's like a, Christmas is an escape in many ways from yeah. reality. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like when, even when we were decorating the tree, Mark turned to me and he's like, we're dressing up a tree in our living room. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He's like, when you think about it, it's actually pretty, like, crazy. Pretty bonkers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh. yeah, I love it. I mean, I love this time of year. I love that it brings out that that in people. But I think yes. in the lead up to it, it also brings up, like, it brings on this panic and this, like, I have so much left to do and, like, and I was in a car park yesterday and there was a car just beeping at people. And I was like, this is not helping, you know. But <laughs> I, it was just like the epitome of this time of year. Yes. Do you know. People get way too stressed out about Christmas. The whole thing about Christmas is supposed to be having a good time with your family and friends. I know. And people who don't get stressed out at Christmas are the ones who stress afterwards. Mm. I was telling you, I'm doing a report at the moment about funding Christmas. Mm. And um, yeah, about a quarter of us are going to go into some form of debt over Christmas. I think the average spend is like a grand 600 or so. Wow. Um, We spend in Ireland double the amount of every other European country on Christmas. Really? Yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. No, (laughs) doesn't surprise me. Um, But... Yeah, especially with buy now, pay later. This oh, is yeah. going to be the Christmas that mm-hmm. Klarna saved. Mm. Or, you know, broke, basically. Because, like, after Christmas, people are going to have to deal with the sort of the, the consequences. It's like, it's not buy now, pay later. It's like, buy now, worry later, you know? Yeah, but we do, like, Secret Santa with my friends oh, and in our house. And that's, like, so smart because I'm not mm. spending as much. But then it's, like, all the, all the dinners and all the catch-ups and, yeah. you know like bringing people a bottle of wine or saying thank you for the year they're the ones that I like yeah you know you can't do Secret Santa for those kind of presents like you that's know? so true yeah but you know at Klarna now you can buy your groceries at Klarna you can like split up your groceries oh, over that. like three payments yeah um, if you go into somewhere like Woody's or DFS they have partnerships with Klarna now so you can pay for stuff there you can also get your delivery and just eat on Klarna so if you're getting a 30 quid burger no panic, Louise. You can play it over three installments over the next couple of months. Jeez. So some some weekends I need that. I think. <laughs> Same. It's that like payday week where you're like, Ugh. well, that's my pot noodle week. I know. Yeah. What's in your good books this week? My good books this week. Oh, pottering. 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 Oh, I took a couple of days off last week because I was just feeling really burnt out you yeah. know? Um, and things were so busy and I just got into a bad routine with work as well. Just like staying up really late and waking up really early and I was like, this is this is not healthy. And if I keep doing this mm. up until Christmas, then I'm not going to enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I had a few days leave to take. So I took them and I didn't really have any plans because I only decided to take them on the Monday and mm-hmm. I was off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I just ended up pottering about the place like a retired divorcee it was gorgeous you know swinging into a gallery here going into a lovely bookshop there Mm. treating myself to a piece of cake at 12 o'clock in the afternoon stunning so nice I had the time to just you know speak with strangers one of my favourite things to do Um, whether they they want whether they want to speak to me or not I don't know (laughs) 
Uh, just Dublin. I was just pottering around Dublin and it was so nice. Um, I spent a lot of time on Capel Street. Oh, yeah. uh, there's so many cool things on Capel Street. You know the last bookshop on Capel Street? You'll probably have passed it. I don't know if you've gone into it mm. or not. But uh, at the back there is the Cake Cafe. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so I got... one of those on Camden Street as well. Am I talking about Camel Street or Capel Street? Maybe I'm talking about Camden Street. It maybe. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not from Dublin, guys. Yeah, I love that. Well. That's a really cool bookshop. It's really yeah. sweet. And it's all secondhand, um, which can be a bit of a pain because obviously you go in and you have an idea of what you want and they might not have it. Um, You'll find 10 other things. Though. Yes, exactly. And they're so knowledgeable and cool. There's a little dog that totters around the place there oh, as well. Oh, there? I haven't seen yeah, the dog. Yeah, so sweet. Unless he's died. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep it positive. Uh, he's looking over the place one way or another. Yeah. And... Um, uh, so that was so nice. Um, but I was saying to you earlier, secondhand is the way to go for me this Christmas. I'm really trying to save cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to go too far into the red. Do you know where that comes from? What? Being in the red or being in the black? Um, I don't know. So you've been to Venice, right? Yeah. So the Jewish ghetto in Venice, I believe, is one of the oldest Jewish ghettos in the world. Okay. And back in the day, hundreds of years ago, Christians weren't allowed to lend money. So um, it would be Jewish people that would be the money lenders. Mm -hmm. When they gave you their receipt, it was on a red slip. So if you were in debt or if you'd taken out a loan, you were in the red. So that's where it comes from, being in the red. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I feel like there'll be a lot of us in the red this Christmas. One hundred. Because I feel Mm. like people are excited to get together and Mm. like, you know, like we do a girls dinner every year. But we won't go out this year. We'll stay in. Do you know that kind of way? Just to, we'll all bring something, and that will that will make some sort of a difference. You know? Yeah. Is that back in Limerick? Yeah, in Limerick. Yeah. Oh, nice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to all these nights. Yeah. Because like, you know, it's been a while since we've had them. So totally. What else have you got planned for the Christmas season? So I'm going to go home to Limerick, which I'm very Ooh. excited about. My mom's bought all these new like stupid games. Like I can't even begin to describe. <laughs> like one of them is this cup, right? You put it on around your waist, and there's a ball, and you have to try and get the ball. Into the cup. <laughs> Like they've started playing it already. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, they started playing it already. I was like, but my mom gets so excited around Christmas because yeah. it's the only time we're all home. So Aww. just loads of like, just chilling. I'm going to get stuck into um, Michelle Obama's new book is definitely oh. on my list. And um, Charlie Bird's book, Time Over Tide. I want to read that too. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I also have Kelly Harrington's book. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. I wonder would she be interested in coming on the pod? Oh, yeah, we should get her on. Kelly, shout it. <laughs> I um, love that. I'd say Christmas in your house is so fun. Having met your parents, I'm sure they love it. Oh my God, they love it. They love it. (laughs) And it'll be chilled as well. We'll just hang around the house and Mm. it'll be busy. There's six of us, you know, and then the other half as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Is um, Mark going to come down to you guys at all at Christmas? Yeah, we're just going to figure it out because mm. there's a lot going on, you know, Mm -hmm, around mm -hmm. Christmas. It's it's busy and we've got weddings and we've got funerals and oh, all no. sorts of things to figure out you know yeah. so Christmas wedding is gorgeous though I know it? I'm excited yeah I'm who's excited. getting married it's one of Mark's friends so oh, and it's black sweet. tie oh yes yeah so I, I have my dress long. I bought it a size up there a couple of months ago so <laughs> I, was, I love that yeah ready prepared <laughs> <laughs> sometimes a girl just you know need, need, needs a bit of room making room yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah 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 and what's in your bad books this week um not sure what's in your bad books I had something I'll clampers Oh my God, have you finally fallen foul? Well, I, I got clamped a couple of months ago, but look, it wasn't the end of the world. It was a nice day. We yeah. 
my own fault. I had paid parking, but I was in um, an electric <laughs> spot and I hadn't plugged it in. Okay, okay. Because I was kind of in a rush. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't realise you're not allowed to do that. So that's fine. Look, we'll get over that. My sister rang me and she was having a bad week as mm. most, like, you know, as a lot of people can this time of year when mm. there's so much on. And she literally ran into Tesco to get a sweets for choir and she got clamped and she was there 13 minutes. Oh no! And there's not like, there's not even proper lines or a sign and your man was still there and it was like, sorry, I've registered it. There's nothing I can do. Oh. And I was just like, oh, well, broke my heart. Of it. I know, Going broke my in heart. to get a couple of sweets for herself I know. before choir. I know, and nobody needs that this time of no. year. 125 euro. Oh, and she was like, like raging. And she thought it was 80. And she, he was like, it's actually 125. Do you know what I've started doing now recently? Right, I always have my notebooks, one or the other with me. I now, ha- I will write a little note on it being like, because you know, I'm in the news talk car. Mm. So I'll be like, here for, oh, I hope the clampers aren't listening now. But I'll be like, um, uh, here for a 15 minute uh, report Station keeping an eye on the car won't be much longer than that. Working on premises today, blah blah blah. Um, leaving it there, and it's really working for me. Oh, gotta, good. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I haven't been clamped in a matter of weeks, which for me is good. God, I don't envy their job though. Imagine going around doing that, especially this time of year. Like, yeah, but. and people always running up to them, being like, I know. Like, and I'm sure they have quotas. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it was 13 minutes, like, yeah, Fuck. I know. But anyway, oh. look, a first world problem, really a first world problem. Totally, definitely a first world problem. And what's in your bad books? Hmm. Well, it's not exactly bad books, mm-hmm. um, but as I told you, I'm trying to do a secondhand Christmas. Mm. Now, mostly just with myself. Like if I'm buying, you know, for example, I've got my Christmas party on Friday. So mm-hmm. I either want to wear something I've worn before or I want to borrow from my sister or my mum, very mm-hmm. fashionable lady. Or if I am going to buy, I'd prefer to buy, obviously there's rental services as well, but if I am going to buy, I would prefer to buy something that's like secondhand, let's mm. say. So where would you go for like party wear secondhand? Nine crows. Oh yeah, they fab stuff. They've yeah. got fab stuff. Yeah. Um, and and they've got reasonable. Well, see, this is the thing. They've now, I think they got a bad name back in the day. They were like one of Dublin's first vintage shops and they were charging through the nose. Mm. But now they have like five shops. They've got really... Um, experienced staff working from them who are doing the pricing so they have a number of different shops for example the one that's in Temple Bar that's kind of Mm mid-range then they have the one that's actually just down the road on um, Fade Street Mm -hmm. and that's their like vintage sort of like luxury goods shop Okay. and there's another one which is really cheap stuff you know so Mm. whatever your price range is you can can certainly find but that shop just has some great like because you know at this time of year unless you're going to a black tie wedding Mm. Which would be beautiful to be invited to. But I also, to. more often than not, would rent for something like that. Yes. But I, I, I bought something that I kind of had my eye on for a while that I know I'll wear again. Yeah, so like, yeah. Like I do shop like that now as well. And mm. like even around Christmas, most of the stuff that I am going to be wearing is stuff that I collect the Christmas. Yeah, the you sparkles. have a Christmas order. I have a stash of it and I take it out. I and have I have a glitzy top at this time of year. But I only wear it this time of year. So mm. it's like, it, do, it feels like new. Do yeah, you know that kind of so true, so true. And you can always pair it with whatever you've just picked yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but yes, I'm going to go down to Nine Crows. They've got some like really kind of edgy dresses, but like it is a work event. There's always drama after a Christmas work party, isn't there? I love it. I love, love it as, well. as long as I'm not involved in it. I know. Which is often the case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I miss that though about like the, just the crack and like the 
the the random chats yes. that would be the next day like what was the drama like who 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 got with who or yeah. who like who got too drunk or you know yes oh there's always a good deal of gossip and I I also love chatting with people at a Christmas party or something that you would never usually chat yeah. to like you you people's genuine personalities really come out at a Christmas party because yeah. sometimes people do have like a work persona uh-huh. um. I think it would be wise if I could create a work persona, but I don't have one. But, but anyway. it's so nice then to get out and to have that like other side. You know what yeah. I mean? Have a few drinks, like but actually tell, people... what are your plans for the holidays? Yeah. And everyone was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go home and eat and <laughs> drink. I mean, like, who else does that? who does anything else other than that? Well, actually, my friend Dan, who um I was with last night, um, at an event in the secondhand bookshop on Parliament Street, the Oxfam one, and I'll come back to that later. Mm. But um he is spending the 25th with his family and then he is off to the middle of nowhere in Louth for a meditation retreat for 10 days. During Christmas? I guess so, yeah. Oh, wow. One cool. day with the family, 10 days to recover. Oh my God, that's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, but it's a really intense one. It's like there's no, you're not allowed to journal. There's no, you know, music or anything. It's literally just you and your thoughts for 10 days. People rave about it. Oh, really? But I think I would, yeah. I mean, I my cousin went on this amazing retreat recently. She lives in Bristol mm. and there is um, a school out there called the West Country School of Myth. And one of the things that they offer is a four-day meditation retreat in the forest and you're all on your own so you join together at like a this sort of cabin in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere and then you're given like basic supplies for example like water and a sleeping bag and then you're sent off into the forest and everyone just finds their own spot and they stay there for four days This is good for you? Apparently so <laughs> I don't think it would be good for me Coming out looking like a cable <laughs> I'd be like literally <laughs> 20 minutes in like I'm bored I'm cold I'm hungry <laughs> Well apparently you're not allowed to talk about it for a year afterwards so she could only give me like really sketchy details and I was like so you know, why aren't you allowed to talk about it? And she was like, it, it takes a year for you to recover and reflect fully and then you're able to discuss and analyse your I experience. I feel like we're missing something from this, <laughs> um, from this retreat. Are there drugs involved? Do you know what? With my cousin Alexandra, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so have you ever you, heard Ali. of Have you ever heard of Ayahuasca? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I've. I mean, I've heard stories about that. Have you ever done it? Absolutely not. I have no interest. <laughs> but um, I would actually love to do ayahuasca. I don't. The, the only thing is, like, you, you fast and you do crazy weird drugs, and then you hallucinate and yeah, stuff. But don't you do? Oftentimes, there's like a shaman involved, and you can find your inner spirit guide or something. Yeah, but I think it's the kind of thing that can haunt you, like. Yep, I have heard of people having really bad experiences with it. Yeah. And I remember the only times I've ever done cannabis, hash, weed, what have you, I've just always had this unbelievable urge, need and want to be sober. I've just been like, I don't like this, I don't like this. So yeah. there there definitely is part of me that thinks that I would have a bad reaction. I, I want to look up more about this because I feel yes. like I don't know enough to have like an educated chat around it. But <laughs> yeah, I well, remember the first time I heard about it, I was like... And why would you do this? Like, I was like, what? Like, but I mean, it is really interesting. Yeah. But my bad books is that, yeah, this, I, what I'm finding is I'm coming across all of these gorgeous secondhand things like mm. books in immaculate condition and children's games from decades ago. But I don't think we've reached the point when it comes to sustainability or um, 
secondhand or vintage where people are happy to receive something secondhand, if you know what I mean. So like if I if I gave you a book and it had a notion of being like, to Molly, have a lovely birthday or whatever, mm. you know, you might be a little bit like, oh, she's scrimping on this. I mean, I don't think, see, I think if you gave me that, I would be like, there's so much thought put into this that I wouldn't be bothered by it. Mm-hmm. I guess if it was like out of the blue and random and didn't read, there was, you know, yeah. how much or thought it was just gone like, into it or like how much you know the person and understand, mm. you know. Or he felt like it was an obvious re-gift. Yeah. Or if it was like in their size, you're like, okay. But well, to you be just fair, I like think this. there's a lot of nice presents you can do that don't cost that much. Not even talking secondhand. Like the yeah. best present I ever got for Secret Santa was literally a book and there was marker marking out different stages, different friend groups and loads of pictures. Oh, I know gorgeous. obviously it costs money to buy the book to print out the photos. But it, it, the, the most, I suppose, the biggest investment there was my friend's time. Yeah. And like to me, to this day, I'll I'll open that up when I go home for Christmas and I will just still get oh, so much enjoyment nice. out of it. Like, you know. Oh, that's so. so sweet. You're right there about the investment of time. That is what touches you most, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Just someone, the thought, yeah. the thought, 100%. Mm. There has to, I think for Secret Santa as well, when you're only buying one present, yeah, a little bit of talk goes a long way. You know, mm. and it, g- it gives you more time to have, you know, to think or to pay attention. Mm. What does this person want? What are they what, like? What are they talking about? What are they interested in? Yeah. People often give and receive gifts at this time of year. Yeah. It just makes absolutely no sense. It's just clearly a bit of a filler. I know. And that, you just have me thinking maybe for those ones that I normally do a bottle of wine for, maybe I'll just donate it to charity this year and be like, look, I've donated on your behalf. Oh, that's so sweet. Instead that's of really buying nice. a bottle of wine, you know. Well, I mean, you can get them in half bottle of wine. Or <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so myself and Sarah went to the On Post Art Book Awards Oh yeah Two weeks ago was What it two a weeks beautiful ago? evening Oh yeah. it was so fab It was in the convention centre in Dublin Which is that like bubble-like lit up <laughs> building down there on the river uh, My first time in there and it was so cool wasn't it It was such yeah. a fun night We got to meet so many cool authors Oh my god got amazing a, people Got a pick with Marion Keys, If you don't mind um, We got to meet a load of the nominees We got to meet Alice Ryan so we're thinking in the new year, or maybe over Christmas, if you want to read that. Um, yeah, that should definitely be on everybody's Christmas yeah, um, uh, reading list. It's called There's Been a Little Incident. There's Been a Little Incident, yes. And so. she's fab. I'd actually, I'd love to she's have her. She's hilarious. She's gas crack. So she used to work for like Instagram, was it? when they no, were st- The web oh, summit. Yes. Yeah, but then it was something about Instagram as well. She yeah, definitely worked like one of her one of her first Instagram pictures on her page were of uh, oh yeah the guy who founded Instagram. Instagram like what and like she just had loads of funny stories about that about being like the only kind of woman working in yeah. tech and stuff. So we'll have she her on at be some amazing stage. To have on, yeah, yeah. Um, we met um, Una Leonard who oh owns, she's such a sweetheart. Uh, two thousand. I don't know if you say two two one zero or two thousand two hundred ten patisserie. Yes. Yeah, one or the one other. One or the other. <laughs> yeah, and it's in Mullingar and she has a book as well. And I was actually watching her. She was on um, she was on Ireland AM the mm-hmm. other day. She's hilarious. Yeah, and she's so charismatic. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's so, so we'll have her on at some point as well. Defo. Defo. Um, Kelly Harrington won for her book. Who else? Oh, Marion Keys won for Again Rachel, which, mm. I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I'm a big fan. Uh, have you read this one, Again Rachel? Yeah. It's really good. Is it? Mm. And is it connected with the original? Yeah, but you could read it without. But I could mean, you? I okay. would I would start with Rachel's Holiday if you can. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's good. It's really good. Is that the first time she's done a, a sequel? sequel? Um, I think so. Right. But they're all kind of connected. So a lot of her books are about this set of sisters. Oh. So Watermelon 
um, the sisters in that book, like, you know, so oh, if you've read any of the other books, you might know some of the characters. I like. love that. It's like, you know, having an inside joke or something. Yes. Love it. And love John it. Boyne won Author of the Year and he gave an incredible speech. He oh, gave Charlie. an amazing speech. But the speech of the evening had to be... Charlie Bird, for sure. Mm. Yeah. That was amazing, wasn't it? It was... I was so humbled to have witnessed it, to be honest. So his book, he won Biography of the Year for Time and Tide. And I am going to read it over Christmas, hopefully as well. Just incredible. Like he was up there, he had the computer speaking on his mm. behalf. And mm. he gave a shout out to Vicky Phelan. And it was just incredible. Like it was incredible to that he got this honour and he so deserves it. And just have his wife up there with him. And It was so moving. Mm. The whole thing was so moving. And one other one I want to shout out here is um, the Daily Dish one cookbook of the year. I love her. I follow her. Oh, yeah. Um, Gina Daly and Gina and Carol Daly. I think it's with her husband, isn't it? Yes. And they were up on stage and they gave a shout out to the little boy who has Down syndrome. And I was just like, it's so nice. Like Mm. she so deserves to be recognised for her work and you never know what's going on with families, with people behind the scenes. And Mm. yeah, just nice to, to see good people be recognised for their work. Yeah, totally. Great crack that night as well though. It was. Oh, the red wine was flown. It was. The teeth were black as anything. Yeah, so, but it was brilliant. Oh, did you watch it on TV? It was on TV. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't watch it on the telly. Oh, man. Did you? No, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we were there. We were there. True, true, true. (laughs) We had the IRL experience. Um, And actually, there's a really nice book of, or sorry, there's a really nice stack of books here that Louise has brought me. What have we got? So, Trespasses by Louise Kennedy, a one novel of the year. Well, like, do you want me to, should I read a bit about it? Yeah, well, or I can just tell you what's on yeah, the cover sure. here. So Emma Donoghue, who is the writer of uh, Room uh, and many other incredible stories, uh, called it a compulsively readable love story. Ronan Bennett, not quite clear on who he is, but I'm sure he is wildly respected in the literary world. He says it's true and honest, heartbreaking and tender. And it was also given the Best Debut Novelist Award of 2022 by The Observer magazine. So that'll be going on the Christmas reading list. Yes, you better definitely. believe it. We have again Rachel here, but guys, you've heard me talk enough about that book <laughs> by now. Marion Keys. Read it, people. What did she win? That was um, oh my God, I popular love fiction book of the year. Nigella Lawson has said, it is a bam for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was, and I thought this was really interesting. This is non-fiction book of the year. Mm-hmm. My fourth time we drowned. And Sally Rooney, why can't I speak? <laughs> Sally Rooney said the most important work of contemporary reading I have ever read. Wow. Yeah. Um, High praise. The chief foreign correspondent of the Sunday Times said a verit- veritable masterclass in journalism, mm. the most riveting, detailed and damning account ever written on the deadliest of migration routes. So, wow. it's, yeah, it's all about kind of this story of migration and the journey that they have. I think we could all, yeah, What's going to be top of your list over Christmas? Um, okay, so over Christmas, right? At some point in the in-between, Miss. Uh-huh. So, you know, you've got Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stephen's Day. Then it's like this gap of who knows what day it is. You're in sort of like a chocolate haze and yeah. wine is flowing. Um, and then there's New Year's. At some point in that period of time, I have rented for myself a little bit of cottage in the middle of nowhere in West Cork, where I intend to read, I intend to meditate, to journal, to think about the year ahead, to prepare myself to return to, you know, the wild world of industry and journalism. And I have a big reading list I'm going to bring down with Okay, me. amazing. Oh. Be so, safe while you're down there. I presume you've listened to the, the West Cork. Oh, you better believe it, Louise. <laughs> I, I listened to that when I was in West Cork. 
And don't hold it against me. But my friend Geraldine and I did a ghoulish tour of the area. We went to... Yeah, like, apparently it's really helped with tourism in the area. <laughs> oh my God, how dark. <laughs> how dark. I mean, when you're, re- when you're listening to that, you'd want to go down and yes. see it and like imagine it and like... Mm, like Three Castles Head. Yeah. What's it called again? West Cork? West Cork is literally what it's called. Oh, it's called, West yeah. Cork. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. about the murder of Sa- Sophie Toscantiponti. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, mm, and Ian Bailey as the prime suspect, as he calls himself now. So okay. we're not libeling anybody. Fabulous podcast. Mm. Great, great podcast listening actually over over Crimbo. So yes, I have a I have a big reading list then. What are the things on it? Oh, I'll tell you what. Do you think you'll add any of these to your list? Defo. Well, I'm going to add my fourth time we drowned. Definitely. And trespasses I've had my eye on. Um, I feel like I would do Rachel, but it's almost like starting a series at season yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, around, yeah. I move mm-hmm. back to the front. And then this, I believe, Girls Who Slay Monsters, By is it's more of um, teen fiction, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a young adult. Oh my God, can I tell you, when I was walking over here with these books, a builder shouted at me, great to see you reading. <laughs> Not many people are reading anymore. <laughs> I was like, Thanks. That makes a change for and the wolf he, whistle. He continued to shout something else, but I actually I couldn't hear him. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, turns up her uh, AirPods. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that would be on my list is one of the books I picked up last night at the secondhand bookstore on Parliament Street. It is called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Oh, okay. What's that about? So this is one of those ones I would never have picked up if I was just in a regular bookshop. You know, if mm. you're if you're doing secondhand buying, the best thing to do is go in with no be open minded. Be totally open minded, mm. Louise, because you never know what you'll come across. Yeah. Um. So this is actually by a guy called Jean Dominique Bobby, and he was the editor of Elle France, mm-hmm. and much like last week's guest, he became virtually paralysed from, I think, to be honest, I think from his neck down, let's say. And he lost his speech at one point. And he dictated this book by eyelid. How? I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> but that's the only way he could speak. And wow, so someone, that's impressive. Isn't it? Mm. So this is the type of book I never would have picked up um, otherwise. And it's supposed to be incredible. So that's definitely on my list. I really want to read The Muscle Feast. That is by Brigitte van der Beek. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a German novel. Um, what I'm told about it is it's a novel that doesn't tell you what to think, but sends you thinking. So I'm kind of excited about that. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm going to be roaming around the, the fields of West Cork and thinking God knows what down there. And are you reading anything else other than Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow right now? Yes, I'm reading... Um, is this thanks to your couple of days off last week? No, this is thanks to the On Post Book Awards. Oh, okay. Because who did we meet there, Louise? Only Anne Enright. Oh my God, yes. Yes. She was a fantastic lady. She got a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, yeah. And we were chatting to her and I was lying through my teeth telling her I loved her work. You know, I thought she was a fantastic author. I was so, you know, looking forward to getting my teeth into more of her stuff over Christmas. Never read a thing. So I bought myself The Gathering. Okay. Um, and it's the one she won the Booker Prize for. Oh, is um, it good? It's really good, Louise. And you know the way you were talking about um, Forever Home? And wasn't, didn't that kick off with the death of someone? Yeah. That's essentially what happens in The Gathering. It's like a woman 
one of 12 children, can you imagine? Mm. And one of her brothers dies. And so the ensuing story is all about like getting his body home and, you know, memories of them together and their childhood and their parents' childhood and their parents' parents' childhoods. It's a family epic, essentially, mm. set in, you know, I think I think it, it might even be Terenure. Like okay, it's cool. it's brilliant. Really can I borrow it, it after you? Yes, absolutely. I'd be thrilled. Again, this is a secondhand purchase. So I think originally it was for, hmm, it just says Hennessy on it. So <laughs> from Hennessy to me to you, Louise. Love it. Yeah. What about you? Um, no, at the moment I'm just reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and I'm okay. starting to get into it. Great. I mean, you would hope I was so. worried. I was like, oh no, we're not going to make it to the end of this one. How, how are you getting on with it? Really good. Now, I actually read up to 200 pages maybe like two weeks ago. So you're nearly finished? No, 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 no. I, I've stopped myself there. Oh, okay, okay. So you will bring me up to speed on, on what has happened because my head mm-hmm. has been in the Hegarty clan for the last week. So they're basically like they've created the game. They're doing really, really well with it. Mm-hmm. They sold it to, I forget the name of the place, but basically they had to change the main character. Oh, yes. To be a, a boy. boy. When it was supposed to be kind of gender neutral. She's gotten away from Dove. Yeah, that was going nowhere fast. Yeah, and he and um, Sam's just gone in for his operation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm still a little confused at like what's going to happen. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> well, I'm kind of along for the ride. Yeah, I do like them. Mm-hmm. I think Marx and Sadie, I have a feeling something's going to happen. I think something's going to happen there for sure. There's so much sexual tension. But I feel like Sam's going to become this like Jealous, crazy person. Definitely. But I don't see a romantic connection between Sam and Sadie. No, I don't think so either. Do you think that men and women can be friends without there being, you know, some sort of a sexual undertone or without one secretly having feelings for the other? Um, I mean, I know the right answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know the party line is Yes. But I do always think, like, I think Sam, even though there's not a real connection there, does probably fancy her a little bit, like. Oh, yeah. Well, he talks about her as though he's madly in love with her. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't say he's in love with her, but he thinks that, you know, the sun shines out of her arse. So I do, to a certain extent, think there's a line with with men and women relationships. Hmm. But I also went to girls' schools my whole life. Yeah. So I haven't really ever had like very good guy friends, you know, mm-hmm, like all mm-hmm. my closest friends have always been girls. With you? Yeah. Um, I do have some guy friends, you know, but for the most part, they're usually gay, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just the way it works out, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Um, when I was growing up, I, I pretty much bar my best friend, Catherine, I only had guy friends, but that was just because I was really sporty. Mm. And so I used to play tennis with them and... And I, 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 yeah, I would have considered all my best friends to be, um, I was going to say gay, but all of my best friends to be guys at one point. But then I think when it got into teenage years, it just got a bit weird. Mm. Like, you know, up to a certain point, there's no difference in the genders really. Like, Mm. you know, you're all flat chested and you don't even see each other that way, except for older people being like, is that your boyfriend? You know? Um, but then, yeah, I think teenage years, I kind of lost a lot of those friendships, actually. Mm. Just, I don't know. I think it, it was like, did this person fancy this person? Or yeah. like, are you going to get together? It just, it, it created this like weirdness. Um, but now I would say, yeah, I would have some really close guy friends. Oh, that's good. But a lot of them are actually guys I've dated. <laughs> there you go. You see? But then I have to say, right, I'm single. Mm. 
And last week when I was about my pottering, um, I was, I ran into a guy I knew in college and we were chatting away, chatting away. And then it just got really strange. And I, I was like, uh, well, anyway, it's, you know, lovely to, lovely to bump into you and blah, blah, blah. And kind of out of nowhere, he was like, yeah, I got to go. My girlfriend's actually outside, like in this like really loud, pointed way. Okay. And I was like, oh, f- does he think I'm coming on to him? Does, does he not want to get in trouble with his girlfriend? Is, you know, like what what just happened there? And my mom always used to say when I was a kid, make sure that you make friends that are girls because when the boys get girlfriends, they won't want to be friends with you anymore. Oh my God. So I don't know. Am I moving into this phase in I life? I mean, I do think it's kind of a weird one. Like, can you imagine... I mean, I'm probably going to be shot for this, but like, it, I can't imagine Mark having like really good friends that were girls. Hmm. But you'd need to know that there were boundaries there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You mm-hmm, would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I've read about them in books. And <laughs> I know that it seems exists. fine. Yeah. But like, in reality, there sometimes is a little bit more to the story than, mm, you know. That's true. But then would you want to give up any of your guy friends for a relationship? I don't have any. <laughs> I'm only joking. No, but like, I, as long as there's boundaries, like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sitting on the couch on a Friday night with any other guy, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, I would do that good. with my girlfriends. Mm, I don't know. It's a hard one. I wouldn't want to give up any of my male friendships now, so I'd probably have to accept a bit of female friendship, sure. Do you know what? I know it sounds so, it sounds so like old fashioned or something, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I think but it's just then the situation you, that I'm in. No, but I think, no, I because I know most of my friends would be that way as well. They'd be like, females are for friendships and males are for something else beginning with an F. And, uh, <laughs> and they would kind of never mix the two. So I think it's 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 probably less like spoken about, but it mm. definitely is, is. Yeah. But then I think men can really benefit from female friendship. Yeah. Um, but I always think when guys and girls break up, and obviously we're only talking about hetero relationships here, but when guys and girls break up, I always think the guys suffer more because they don't... 100% yeah, I do as well. Yeah. Why do you think that? Because they can't can't really like figure out their emotions. Yeah. And, and they're probably not, they don't, probably don't have as many people to turn to as girls yeah, would have. Totally. It's like they don't just lose their partner. I think they also lose their emotional sounding board mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they're kind of living figure out their emotions. Exactly. They're living therapists basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I feel like we've got a way off topic. Oh sorry, yeah, the book. The book. <laughs> um, I'm delighted that she got away from Dove and his reactions. He was just driving me mad even re- like listening to yeah. him. Yeah. Like, he was, have you been in that situation before? It's like someone, the person who builds you up is also the person knocking you down. I think that was extreme, like go and sit in the room, this kind of thing, like oh, sorry. very extreme. Yeah. I, do you know what? I was a bit uncomfortable with all that. This feels like a bit of a hangover from Sally Rooney. Like, mm. I don't know if I like graphic sex scenes in a book, to be honest. I know you've said that before. Oh, have I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm a prude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, one, that, that was not a particularly good one either. It was like... No. Mm. What's all this idea of being tied up? I, yeah, it really felt like he was just trying, seeing her outgrowing him and he was trying to assert his dominance in whatever yeah. way he could. Yeah, but I'm delighted they're doing really well with the game. They're going to be like millionaires. Yeah, but like that's the thing. And then it, I remember she says, or he says, when was this ever about money? I, I have to, that was probably her who said that, was it? Mm. Because I, it feels like what they had in the beginning became big which is great you other people enjoying it but like at what cost mm. they sacrificed the 
the character that they wanted, um, the people they wanted to appeal to. Um, they made it a more mainstream game. Like, if you apply that to anything in your life, what's the point of it? Like, I I suppose just because I'm not really governed by money, maybe because I've never had any, but um, the money should be to facilitate the life you want. Mm. It shouldn't be the end goal. Do you know what I mean? And so... If I, you think, want, I think people get lost in that sometimes, which is why yeah. it's good to check in with yourself. Mm. This is besides the book, just to be like, right, well, what is success for me or for them? What is success for them? Yeah. Because I think you can get carried away with things, especially when other people become involved, you know. Mm. Like I've seen it with, with my work and I mean, I'm sure you're the same. Like you could mm. take this job and you could be so busy and you could do, you know, you can do everything, but you can do anything, but you can't do everything Mm -hmm. and it's also like what is success to you like is success you know reaching that pinnacle of of radio is or is it having you know a life beyond that as well or you know what is it like it's so it's a hard question and it's not like an easy one to answer but um I, I think maybe at this stage of life it's been for a while it's been about like okay I need to establish myself I I need to get into the career track I mm-hmm. want and now it's like okay well how who do I want to be now that I've achieved that the building blocks are in place but like how am I going to cement them together and what is it going to mean mm-hmm. in the long term mm-hmm. yeah sorry Sam's relationship with his mother as well yeah so the part I'm listening to right now mm-hmm. it's it's a lot about his mother mm. um I think he really admired her mm and she seems like she was pretty cool. Like she was like the Very um, cool. Asian actress in Hollywood. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. She sounds quite different to him. Yeah, it's also interesting to think about, you know, why they left New York. There was that thing about the chance, wasn't it? About mm. a woman falling from a building. Yeah. Her name being Anna Lee as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe in fate? Like would you look out for signs and signs and things like that and try and trust them and follow them? Mm, I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Do you see signs? So my friend, Sarah Shannon, she talks about signs a lot, but she'll actually call for them. So Mm. like, you know, she'll kind of put it out into the universe something. Like, for example, she was thinking about moving to Portugal and, you know, she was thinking about it and thinking about it. And then this peacock came into her mind and she was like, okay, well, if a peacock appears that I know I'm supposed to go to Portugal. Um, and like a peacock is so random. When are you going to come across that? Like she was living in Rakkar. Mm. Um, and then on the telly a couple of weeks later, there was this very random ad for insurance. And your man was dressed up as a peacock and she was like, I'm off to Portugal. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so it's, it's, for her, it's more of a like, you know, asking the universe to help her along her way, I guess. I mean, I have done that in the past. But have you? Yeah. Can you give us an example? Like I, like uh no, I actually can't. It's too embarrassing. <laughs> oh, come on. Liz. Like if I'm looking for an answer, like I go to horoscopes and stuff a lot. Yeah. Or um, I'm I'm sorry, gone, I love how I affirmed that immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. I go to like I've been it's to psychics science. in the past. I've been to yes. I've gotten like gone on to like, magic eight ball online. And all that <laughs> oh, my God, Louise. When were you on the magic eight ball Let's online? Go. I don't even I couldn't even tell you what it was about. Mid COVID single looking for answers <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you it's possible but I couldn't tell you but um, yeah I don't know like I just I don't know if everything in life works that way and you can't rely on that you know what I mean no definitely not I think it's all about like trusting your instincts but I, I think, think when it comes to making like a if you need a push mm-hmm. great when it comes to yeah. making actual solid decisions there needs to be more to mm. it than that yeah you totally. can't just you know go like throw things up into <laughs> well the my horoscope has told me to break up with you Mark so I'm really sorry but, uh, <laughs> we're done um, though I, I feel like 
at least with me, it's more about um, reconnecting with my instincts. Yeah. And so you kind of know instinctually what, what's right and what's wrong. But uh, I think still I need that crutch of like, oh, I pulled this tarot card today. And so... Yeah, you're inspiring I, me. Maybe I'm going to go home and do some. Ah! Oh, my cousin is also doing um, tarot readings via Zoom. Oh, she's the one who went okay, into the forest. I think it's time. And, yeah, I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Alexandra Ayahuasca in the forest. Yeah, yeah, I'll put you guys in touch. <laughs> okay, Sarah, I'm gonna have to cut you off. <laughs> I think we've been talking for long enough. There. People are busy. People are busy. They don't have time for us. <laughs> uh, no, I'm only joking. Thank you for listening, guys. And we have a surprise guest for you next week. Please let us know who, what you're listening to or what you're reading over Christmas and what you're getting into. We're always looking for recommendations. The email is openbookatgoloudnow.com and next week's actually going to be our last episode before Christmas. We're going to take a short break over Christmas and we'll be back in the new year. So for the book that we're reading in book club tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, I'm going to give you time to read it over Christmas because I know it's crazy at the moment. Nobody's going to get time to finish it. So let's read it, finish it over Christmas, take our time with it, enjoy it, and we'll check in in the new year. In the meantime, if you can share, subscribe, all that good stuff, I would appreciate it so much. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>